Hello and welcome back to the Birders Performance Podcast. Um, we have a change of hosts today. Um, it's not Mitch, Lucky or Tyler um, or Georgia or Renee, I should say now, but it's Jazz. And we have a very special guest with our new coach, no longer me. We have Renee Salidas. Did yes, I pronounce that Yes, correct? you did. Yes. Very good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm watching Harvey destroy a football at the moment, but he's quiet, thank goodness. So, not let's too bad. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Um, I'm not sure whose footy that is, but um, I don't think they want it anymore, so that's all right. Um, mm. How are you feeling being the latest addition to the Virtus crew? Yeah, I think I've been nicknamed Rookie or something. Did I hear yeah, you say a, that earlier? It's a, it's a thing. I was called Rook for... Actually, it was probably Georgia when George started, but it's a thing. You get called Rook until somebody else knew hops on board, so... I'll cop it then. You're going to have to cop it. Mm. No, I'm feeling really excited. I feel like I've grown over the 12 weeks that I was doing my placement here mm. um, from the beginning. So, um, yeah, just excited to be involved and get out to the schools and work with the kids. I think um, giving them a program and a structured program is something that I probably didn't have toward the, towards the later end of my schooling as well. So that'll be cool. All right. We will start with, just for context, a context. what are you going to be doing here at Virtus? You mentioned the schools. Mm. What is that going to look like and what's your role going to look like here? Yeah, so performance coach and program facilitator is the quote-unquote. Fancy. Um, yeah, so heading out to schools with Tyler and Lockie. Um, so the first one I think we have is Peninsula Grammar and the second one being Balcombe Grammar at the moment that we've lined up. Um, so heading out to those schools um, for an hour and a bit, um, just sort of giving them a structured gym program and delivering that to them. Yeah. Yep. So what are the goals of those programs in the sense, I know you said you're going to do their gym program, but what are the goals, like what are the schools hoping to achieve out of having uh, Virtus come into their mm. system? Um, well, I was speaking to Lockie yesterday and he sort of said that he was going to ask the school about like what they wanted out of the program as well. So if that's um, they want them wanting strength gains or they want to get faster or they just want to get exposed to different lifts, then yeah, we'll, we'll program accordingly. How old are the students that you're going to be working with? Um, I think towards the later end of high school, so yeah, year 10, 11, 12. Yeah, awesome. No, I think it's great the fact that now we have the opportunity to go into school systems and actually teach kids and even from young younger ages into like later primary schools to year seven eight all the way I think if I again if I had mm. that I would have absolutely loved it I think we just had a few which is normal like a few rusty old barbells a couple of dumbbells um and we really didn't get taught any of the strength side of things mm. we just got taught uh like all around the the conditioning side of things which again is a really important aspect but if we had access to a gym and we're taught that it's normal to lift from a younger age I can imagine that it'd be a different story with like injuries and confidence and exposure to sports and keeping them involved so it's really exciting that we're touching base with the school systems. Mm, I totally agree so when I so I grew up in Warrnambool and I went to a high school there and I was as part of the sporting pathway program and we did have exposure to gym. I mean, we used like TRX rows and stuff. Mm. Or TRX, like, um, like those bands. Body, body weight. Yeah, mostly body weight stuff. Although we did get exposure to some dumbbells and some barbells later on. But I found that really good. But then I moved away to boarding school and mm. I was kind of left to do my own thing and um, try and, yeah, keep keep the consistency up and go to the gym as well while training for football. Mm. Well, this podcast is about getting to know Renee. So in a little nutshell, first of all, introduce yourself to the Virtus family and tell us who you are. Cool. So I'm Renee. I'm an A4W player for the Saints. Um, 
yeah, leave with that one. Which is how Renee knows both Mitch and I now yeah. she did the internship and here she is. Yeah, so grew up in Warrnambool, then went to boarding school in Ballarat um, for like two and a half years. Really found that a great experience to um, be at like a better school, I guess you could say. Um, have greater opportunities and be closer to football. So I played in the NAB League there. Now it's called the Coach League uh, for the Rebels. So yeah, did that. And then I've just played football all my life. So I grew up playing football since I was about five. Um, started playing Auskick. Mum wanted me to do dancing, but I was like, Mum, can I just do football? I love that. Yeah, and then <laughs> I kind of did both for a bit and then gave up the dancing and continued the football and then played with the boys um, and then got drafted in 2020. So, yeah, and then I'm studying exercise and sports science. So I'm going to my last year, but I'm doing it part-time just so I can balance a bit more football and work and come in here a lot more. Yeah. Mm. So you lived in Warrnambool. Did you, so primary school in Warrnambool? Yep. And then in high school, was it still in Warrnambool, but yep. you went boarding? After, yeah, halfway through year 10. One of the questions um, from the Burtis fam or from the um, online post was, what was it like to live in, in a boarding, boarding school? school? So I reckon we'll kind of – I'm curious to know about this. So, No, it was good. Uh, so I kind of enjoy um, living away from home. Sorry, Mum and Dad. Um, <laughs> I didn't quite miss them too much. <gasps> Renee! <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. They probably will. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, just being around friends and having that routine of like you go – you do your stuff after school. For me, that was like football or gym and stuff. And then um, – then you'd have your structured routine of like sitting down and doing your homework and doing your study and stuff and having other people that were doing the same thing around you as well. I def- definitely help. Sorry, uh, we're having. Um, <laughs> did you say you're logging your dinner? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Just oh, okay. Smart. Thank you. Have fun, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so being around people that were sort of like minded and wanting to excel in school, I guess that was. Um, like quite handy and sort of created that environment for me as well. Um, so I think I would have, I would have, yeah, I, d- I reckon I did better off um, mm-hmm. going to that school for what my ATAR a, kind of thing. What did a day, like I know you mm. went into it, what did a day in a life on boarding school kind of look like? Yeah, so wake up, go to the, put your what time? S- school year. Um, it's hard to remember. Did you wake you up to kinda, super early or were you one of those people that rocked up, rolled out of bed 15 minutes before your class? No, you had to be in the dining hall at a cer- like yeah. during a certain time. I can't remember the, ex- the exact times, but you had so to good. be in there in a certain time period and then you'd wear your school gear to there, um, have food in the dining hall. So that kind of could be like your, your toast, your cereal and sometimes hot breakfast. Fancy. Food wasn't always the best, but <laughs> we'll let it slide. Um, then back to your room, sort of get ready for school, head into school, um, do all your classes and back to the dining hall for recess, back to the dining hall for lunch. Then back there as well for afternoon tea, sort of just grab and go. So that's where you had all of your meals. Yep. You always went yep. to – okay, cool. And then you sort of head off to whatever you've got after school. So maybe that was like school sport, external sport, going to the gym. Um, there was a fair few times I rode my bike um, to the gym. So one of my friends won a free membership for a whole year, so we kind of just used that. Was, was that allowed? Handy. Yeah, that's oh. not fitness. Like I just tapped the card in, went in. Um, oh, sick. How far was the gym from school? Probably about 5Ks on the bike. Yeah, so that's, like, a, that's pretty good. Yeah, decent. Um, around the lake. Um, and then come in after that, you go to dinner, then you're in your like study time. So there's like kind of two intervals of that. And then mm-hmm. you get a break in between, um, which was called prep break. Um, and yeah, then you just kind of go to bed. Yeah. yeah. What time was bedtime? 
bedtime. <laughs> um, Although I think I feel like you're one of those students where you didn't you didn't misbehave. You did exactly what you were told. Is that was that you? Yes and no. Okay, I was <laughs> say, that was definitely me. Uh, sometimes you got to be a little bit naughty and break the rules. What? How did? What were, were teachers like? On school camps where, you know, where they're, like, knocking on your door if you're not going to sleep? Um, No, so they kind of do stay there for a little bit, but then they leave once everyone's sort of settled and in bed. Um, There is a head of house and an assistant head of house that sort of – their house is connected to the boarding house, if that makes sense. So there's, like – you go to the sort of main office room and then you can walk through – like, you don't walk through, but they walk through to their house there and there's a couple of doors that goes into their house. Mm. Um, And then you've got, like, your brother houses, so, like – my house was called Woodbridge and our brother house was called Dart. And yeah. then there was another one called Hey Ho. And hmm. um can't remember the other one was called. Okay. But Wagon, I think it was called, yeah. And then like, yeah, so you had your yeah your sort of sister brother houses and you would um, team up with them on sports days and things as well. And then hmm. um, Sunday nights we actually had like, I can't remember what the dinner was called, but you kind of had your dinner in, everyone sat in, wore nice clothes and then you went into the chapel. Yeah, okay. And what did you – did you get to go home on the weekends or did you stay – whereabouts was boarding school? In Ballarat. So, in Ballarat, yeah, yep. you do have the option to go home. Um, sometimes there is weekends where you are forced out of the boarding house and you have to go somewhere. Mm. It's like a long weekend or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mostly stayed in because of football and it was just kind of easier for my parents as well not having to drive back and forth a couple of times. True, because I guess you couldn't drive anywhere. Yeah. Which is hence the bike to gym. <laughs> exactly. And Harvey – Talk us through – so you said you started playing football when you were five years old. Auskick? Mm. Yeah. And then where did you go from there? Yeah, so played Auskick um, at the Warnable Football Club, but then played my junior footy with the boys there, under 12s, under 14s. Were you the only girl? Uh, yes, but then there was another one, another girl that sort of – one of my family friends that came along and nice. started joining in, which was nice. Um, there was a girl, I think, as well, that was, like, in the age group above me. So, sort of had someone to aspire to. Awesome. Um, and then, from there, there wasn't really, like, a women's competition in Warrnambool at that time. So, we went to Ararat Storm. Just knew a few people um, who had played footy with before there. Um, that was in the Ballarat competition. And then, once I moved to boarding school, I actually played for a Ballarat team. Um, sort of in between NAB League and... Okay. representative sides and stuff. So how old were you when you first started playing in a like a women's AFLW league team? Um so the women's at the time they were it was kind of like seniors I think yeah or under 18s and I was probably about 15 16. Okay. Maybe 15 yeah. And was that the first year that they introduced having competitions for like in women w- women in general not just having the boys? Um as in locally or just in general was that so I think the I new I think the team was quite new yeah that I played for in Ararat um, yeah. so I didn't really tra- travel travel for the trainings I just traveled for the games and how many teams in the comp did you have to play against uh, maybe six or eight that's pretty yeah, good yeah it was pretty it was alright um I mean we won the premiership I think that year as well like our team was quite stacked yeah nice everyone sort of flocked to the one team that's probably why I went there as well like just knew everyone was there anyone that you've uh continue to play with from that team or are currently still playing it with no but uh, a couple got drafted so georgia clark went to collingwood I, she's now at essendon yeah uh, i think there was a couple others but oh uh, one of them got she got picked ella wood got picked up to richmond but oh, yeah. um, retired after a year or something so yeah okay interesting hmm. and so then talk us through from that team you went and played for the nab league yeah and then which nab league were you playing for uh, so the Greater Western Victorian Rebels, which was kind of like Western Victorian part of 
yeah, Victoria. Okay. At the Western Victoria. Were you with Friendy then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you thought you were with Friendy. Yeah. Um, was anyone else playing for that team? That you know? In general, um, that you now cross paths with? Um, there's a couple girls in the AFLW, so Georgia Clark, Lauren Butler, um, Sophie Van der Heuvel, just a few. Yeah, didn't yeah. a few. Okay. And then from there, you were drafted to Saints? Yep. So, played NAB League, uh, played for Team Vic a couple of times, played for Vic Country a couple of times. Um, and then I was in the AFLW Academy in my uh, draft year, in my top age year. Exciting. I think Friendy was bottom age at that time as well in the in the academy. So I was only in there for one year and then, um, yeah, got drafted. But uh, with the academy, went up to Darwin for like a camp and it was so sweaty and you couldn't tell <laughs> if it was rain or sweat. <laughs> yeah, it was hectic. And we did a bit of gym and stuff there, which was nice. Okay. Mm. And talk us through the moment when you were drafted into Saints. What did it feel like? What were the emotions, excitement? What was going through your brain? Yeah, so 2020, it was the year of COVID. So I was at boarding <laughs> school and... We had an a external like two k time trial, and I did it at home on an oval. And wasn't good. It uh, wasn't fun. Um, was this with Ben? As in, at Saints? Nah, this yeah. was before. Like, because I wouldn't have known Ben then because yeah, I wasn't okay. drafted. I did yeah. it with my dad. Um, dad didn't run. Um, <laughs> he was there for moral yeah. support, clapping and going, "Go, Renee." He wasn't really clapping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> moral support then. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I should have done an ass track, but we were told to do it on oval. But anyway, um, so yeah, so no combine just because of COVID. So we didn't get to speak to any clubs in person. They were all done overline on, on overline online. Yeah. Um. So then draft night, no one was allowed in. It, like when they usually go like Marvel or whatever. So no one was yeah in. So I was in an Airbnb with my parents. Um. <laughs> and we had it like live stream set up onto the TV. I think we were like phone or computer connected to the TV, like watching it. It was yeah. really weird. Just <laughs> sitting there on the couch. Can't remember if my brother was there or not. I don't think he was. I'm um, just sitting there nervously for the whole time. Like, yeah, I was nervous. I was meant to go, well, meant to go, but like teams were telling me that, you know, I was going to go a bit higher than what I did. So when a few teams started passing, like, I think Collingwood and like Geelong maybe even passed on a pick and I was like, oh God, like am I going to get picked up? Mm. And fell through to the Saints and yeah. And here this you are. history and I cried and <laughs> it was all good. Went back to the boarding house, had a bit of a party. Um, one of the uh, my like one of the girls next to my room, Maggie Carris, she got picked up to Melbourne that oh, day as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really exciting. Oh, wait, yeah. as in your roommate? Well, she was like next door. Yeah, like no in way. my house. Like, just so there was two of you. Yeah, you were just celebrating. Yeah, oh, what? That's sick. Went back to the boarding house. <laughs> Everyone, they were all sitting in the common room as well, watching it. And then when we got back, it was just like so much fun and like oh, nice. a balloon set up and everyone was happy and yeah. Oh, it's so exciting! I didn't know the story about because I, I knew it was 2020 when it happened, but I guess I didn't know the like issues with COVID mm. and how it all happened. And yeah, I spent most of that year doing online school at home as well. Crazy. So it was we. So you weren't actually on uh, on campus during that. You had to go home. I'd say most of the year, yeah, was at home on my just doing online school on my computer. And I remember also like I didn't really have any like running or gym programs, and I was just doing like gym at home with like a pair of dumbbells and a couple mm. bands and stuff, and running like three times a week, just making up the sessions myself, kind of as well. That's right. That's how we all start. Yeah, it's literally how we start. You just trial and error and go, oh, I like that. Or it's probably not smart because you've <laughs> given yourself calf strain or love hurt my, yourself. <laughs> love my fartleks, actually. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I just did a heap of that. Yeah, that literally is how I started too. Mm. 
like I was playing netball and then I just started writing my own running programs and started running like making my own like gym programs and plyos and just started to puzzle piece and try and make sense of the all the information that we're thrown into like when you're studying sports science and S&C so yeah I feel like that's where my passion grew as well like going to the gym so riding my bike to the gym and then I I was always would start out with some like some sort of jumping and plyometric stuff and Mm. Um, love like trying to jump really high on the box and stuff like that and then kind of just work my <laughs> way through like yeah. some sort of barbell movement whether that was lower body or upper body and yeah puzzle piece. And Did you learn from when you st- was it first when you started at Saints where you got into strength and conditioning or was it even before then that you when was the first time you went hey I actually really like this and it's cool and I want to keep going? Um, not entirely sure but I remember Mitch telling me I was closet was it strong and yeah. that yeah, kind of had to are. come out. Um, didn't know I was that strong and then, yeah. Very. No, I feel like I found a love for it when I was at school maybe. Um, I mean, took a bit of commitment and dedication to run my bike there for 20, 25 minutes and then go to the gym and then Very. come back um, all in the space of one afternoon. Very religious. Um, Very, not religious. Yeah. Dedica- what is the word I'm looking for? Dedicated. Dedicated. No. Driven. Driven. Yeah, all of these. I said the wrong one. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, just sort of yeah, I started to enjoy that, um, just going by myself and working out what what felt good. I kind of had um, some basic programs from the, the Rebels, but um, that was sort of all dumbbell based. And I, I don't know, it just kind of just grew. Mm-hmm. And so why why the – I was asked this same question when I was on the podcast with Mitch. Why did you decide to go down the path of exercise and sports science? Uh, good question. Well, I was in high school, at boarding school, and I was like having a look at some of the degrees and stuff. And I was like, well, I like sport. I do like the gym. I do like all that sort of stuff. So I think that's, yeah, why I chose it. Mm, so just like a factor of you really in- just found that you enjoyed it, not necessarily the sporting side of things, but more of the gym side of things? Uh, no, a bit of both. I think like trying to, like doing all the, the extra stuff on the side, like the gym and the conditioning to better your performance as well. Okay. And I mean, it definitely helps me learn about you like the numbers, st- don't you? You like watching your numbers go up. A little bit. Yeah, you yeah. do. I know you do. I'm doing your rehab. <laughs> the time. You're like, where are my numbers? Where are my numbers, Jazz? Send them through. <laughs> all right, all right. And your bench press? Yeah. I, I was <laughs> Even today, that's like the first time I've probably done a proper upper session and I'm like, I don't think I really enjoy this anymore. Really? done so much lower body for my knee that I'm like, I think I like doing lower body now. We're going to We're going to get to your knee in a little bit, um, but I wanted to... Mm. kind of talk about other things um but Renee um is one of my <laughs> in my broken crew she did her ACL not broken now. Not a, no 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 but we that's just how we put it into context yes. Mitch Mitch deals with all the healthy girls that are non-broken and I deal with the broken girls and help them fix them help fix them to get them back to Mitch and um but we will we'll come back to that in just okay. a little bit I want to keep going on the um sports science so you are what year? Second year exercise and sports science? Third, third, third year. year, but doing it part-time. Yes. Yeah. So I did my first two years pretty much full-time, except for last year I did three units in the T2 and then one in T3 just to sort of break it up for footy. Mm-hmm. I found it was a little bit too much at the start, so I was like, oh, I'll just drop one. Um, and now I'm, I'm enjoying doing just two. Yeah, yeah, okay. So two units at the time. When are you gonna? When will you finish your... Should graduate next year. At the end of next year. Exciting. Mm. And are you keen to keep going with the coaching sense and the strength and conditioning or is there other interests and, and what are you? 
No, I don't think at this stage that I will study study anything further. Um, not in sh- like entirely sure what I'm interested in or which path I want to go down um, mm. to see where the road takes me. And I guess I hope that football also goes full time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's the the key thing is you've got to balance the career as well with the football, which again is your career. So it's you you're doing a dual career, which. Mm. Again, another one of the questions I had is how do you actually find doing that? Because it's such a physical task of making sure that, and again, you're very dedicated with your nutrition, your recovery. I see all your, your Snapchats and your Instagrams at the recovery place. And honestly, the best kind of athlete to have because I don't even need to tell you to do all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, how do you find the dual career and how do you find balancing that? Yeah, both? so I think having... so. Because we are part-time athletes as well, um, usually training in the afternoons, I find that having something to do during the day is quite helpful and mm. studying and working towards something else as well because you never know when football is going to go. Like, God forbid I could do another knee and be out or whatever else or could end up, knock on wood, um, could, yeah, just career could end or you never know. So mm. um, just trying to have something to do during the day and I feel like that takes your mind off it as well, especially when football's busy or... You might not be winning. You might not get be, be getting selected and whatnot. So you've got something else to do. Um, but yeah, th- you kind of just—it's—it's it's helpful being sort of part time where we do have the opportunity to work and to do study and stuff during the day, and then go to football. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I sat around all day and then went to football, probably wouldn't be. If it was a full time program, though, um, the—I guess that would be filled with more football in mm. that sense as well. Have you thought about what a full-time career in football and sport could look like versus the dual career? Do you think that you would be, all right, I want to go all in as a like the athlete pathway or do you think that you'd go, hey, I actually really enjoy being a coach and I enjoy other aspects of what you get to do in your life? Do you Have you thought about that? Not really, but I feel – so with the AFLW, I feel like they, they are heading to full-time, but yep. that full-time will look different to the men. Um, the men are in like nine to five most days or half days. Um, and with us, they're trying to give us or still – because they've seen that with the AFLW, the, the balance of the work-life um, stuff has been quite beneficial and they feel as though the men could look could look to introduce some of that as well. So um, I've lost my train of thought. That's all right. You were talking uh, the difference like a full-time versus the part-time yeah. and you're enjoying your coaching and you were saying – uh, how the men's it'll look different in yeah. that sense which again they're different programs and they will um, there's a lot of differences in the sense at the moment from coaching perspective with an even athlete mm-hmm. um, and you were talking through what it would be like yeah. if you did full-time I think yeah I think being a full-time athlete would be like pretty cool and very cool um, something you don't always get to do or not everyone has the opportunity to do so um, I think that would be pretty cool and I mean you still have a little bit of time here and there to possibly study and stuff but realistically like I'll be done my degree before we're full-time probably anyway so mm. yeah and so it was 2020 when you first started playing for Saints yep 2020 the first few years how were they what was the experience like um so like first game was quite cool as well um it was against Bulldogs and it was under lights at night time <laughs> adrenaline was pumping there was a few people there a mm. um, couple thousand I think crazy yeah and I remember just like kicking it doing a really nice kick that led to a goal and I was pretty happy with that. Go on. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it has its ups and downs. Like you're not always getting picked as well. So I played nine games. Missed last season because of my knee. Um, so 
I think played three games in the first season, so we only had like ten rounds for mm-hmm. those listening. Um, and then in the next one, I played six, so a little bit more than the first season. But I still feel as though that I haven't played my best footy yet. Um, I feel like that's coming, and hopefully that has come come around the corner, and I can play my best footy soon. So mm. and tell everyone what position do you play? So positions, position. Yeah, fair few of them. Now, mm. <laughs> um, the first season I was mainly a small forward, and the second one. I uh, got thrown on the wing a little bit as well as small forward. And then last season before I did my knee, I was uh, training in the back line. I to hopefully play for the back line, yeah. What would, what's your – do you have one that you prefer and you enjoy or you feel like you're more suited towards? Um, it's hard to tell with the back line yet because I haven't really played there. I've played quarter and a half. I wouldn't want to come against you in a tackle. Heaven forbid when we start to get to contact training, <laughs> I'm going to be squished. <laughs> get TJ to sit there. <laughs> I'll um, need to have boots and then no no watch. Like one time I did it with T. And yeah. I, like, my whole arm was like <laughs> bruised. Um, yeah, you talk, I was scared about tackling. Before that, you were talking through losing your train of thought yeah. again. Um, your back line, what, what's your preference? Mm, it's hard to tell I mean small forward's quite hard like you don't get much of the football and when you do you've got to make an impact kind of thing yeah um it's hard to tell yeah with the back line I haven't played there so not sure but I really did enjoy the wing I feel like there's a lot of freedom out there I mean it is a tough position and you've got to be in the right spot so you've got to you've got to run behind the football you've got to run ahead of football you've got to be in the right spot at the stoppages and stuff so Mm. Yeah, we'll just, I don't know, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, play a few different positions and maybe play backline this season, see how we go. Yeah, okay. Love it. Um, all right, let's talk your, let's go to your knee now. Let's talk me through, so I know you just said before, um, you did injure your knee. Tell everyone what happened. Um, we'll go from there. Cool. So, pracky game, first pracky game against Carlton, one and a half quarters in. Um, went to sm- I smelled the football and I was kind of like running and this girl came and bumped me on my right side and it was my left leg. So I think my knee kind of was like in a valgus position underneath me. Um, she hit me and it just went pop. Uh, 30 seconds of quite quite painful. Yeah, I was sort of rolling around grabbing the other knee because I didn't want to move the other one. Oh, really? Yeah, I was kind of like grabbing See, this I one. See, I wasn't there at the game. Yeah. Um, I just heard um, through other people that you was like – that it was okay, but we had a little scare. That's kind of what it, the context yeah, was. Yeah, and so I was, like, laying on the ground and then um, doctor and physio came up and I remember, like, just seeing even, like, tests on the sidelines, like, oh, no, like, sure, no, can't be, like, everyone mm. thinking ACL. Um, pain went, uh, got up, had a little bit of pain on the outside, but I think that was from the bone bruising. Um, went to the bench and doctor did the uh, good old Latchman's test, um, mm. tugged on it. No movement, still strong, stability was fine. Uh, did some run-throughs and some change direction on the sideline, all good. You're crazy. Went back on the field <laughs> for two minutes, had a kick, just didn't feel right. I was like, mm, I'm just going to call it. It just doesn't feel right. It's not yeah. worth it. Um, yeah, see how it pulls up, whatnot. So iced it, put a bandage on and went home and ached that night and then had some neurofin, went to sleep and the, then trained for two weeks. Um, so training for two weeks sort of was a bit modified. At the, I would sort you of hang out me. with Jazz you hang at out the with start, me. get told to kind of push and try and get back into training. 
I remember Ben being like, oh, like just get back, get her back in there or like. <laughs> so I, I go, just wanted the best for you. Yeah. And I get like, I guess like you weren't showing any other symptoms. So we just didn't no, see no the swelling. need to. And again, that's not my call or my scope, but because there was no symptoms, there was no real pain. It was just, it just felt. Mm. Yeah, I just felt, I wasn't 100% confident on it or I would take off and I'd feel it kind of. It was that first push and that first step. I remember doing in the acceleration. all that and you're like, Jazz, this feels weird. And I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, like, it just kind of felt like, not that the, nothing was there. It, I don't know. It was well, a real. there wasn't. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> true. It was, I don't know. It was just a real weird sensation. I remember, yeah, just taking off for like, I remember Mitch was kicking a couple of footballs at me as well and I was leading, but I just was mm. a little bit hesitant. Then joining us some drills, built my confidence back up and was running around. But then I remember I got tackled by Stevie and I was like, not that she hit my knee or anything, but I was like, oh my God, my knee. Yeah. And I was like real protective over it and mm. it was really weird. And then I remember during those two weeks as well, I felt quite a bit off. Um, mm, you weren't yourself. Yeah, was I was quite anxious and very. I was like, I'm not going to have caffeine. I'm just, I just feel like it's going to make me feel worse. Felt a bit odd, and yeah, it was really, really weird. And then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you got it. You're talking. You keep going. You were doing well. Talking about um, your knee. You, you, yeah. You felt something wasn't right. And yeah, I just we could kind of tell. But again, no symptoms at all, apart from the hesitancy. There was literally no swelling and no pain. Oh yeah, I remember. Crazy. I had to do some running because I wasn't so. Coach asked me, you're right to go for practice mm-hmm. game number two. And I was like, just doesn't feel right. And I don't think I can. Like, he's like, you're going to play your best. And I was like, probably not. So let's just sit it out. Sat that out. Had to do some running. And then I remember hitting my top speed as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> weird, but yeah. Hit my top speed with no ACL. And then did some change of direction at training before our jumper presentation night. And I remember I did some change of direction. Change direction. It was like a T drill. Yeah. And I went to change and I just broke down in tears. I don't know why. My body was just mm. like, must have been telling me something was wrong. Ben was like, are you right? Cried again. And there was then, lots of tears. Yeah, I think I cried like <laughs> three times. And then I remember also during those two weeks, my so I had new orthotics just maybe a month before that. Shit my arches is. in my feet started playing up. Oh, my yeah. lower back started hurting. So everything was sort of compensating. And I was mm. like, this isn't right. Um, so then we went to the dock. She was like, right, let's just get a scan, make sure, you know, it's just your bone bruising. We thought it was a fat pad irritation. <laughs> um, then I remember waking up to a text that said, your ACL looks a bit thick. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So like Lisa had said, yeah, your ACL looks a bit thi- thick. I'll wait for the radiologist to sort of call and give the news. And then um, I picked up the phone to her and I was like, hey, how are you? And she's like, uh, like didn't respond to the how mm. are you. Um, was like, yeah, you've done your ACL. And I just... Was in shock. Yeah. And then I was like, well, now I know why I was feeling so weird and off mm. and would break down and didn't know why I was crying, but I was crying and I didn't mm. know why. And it was, Your yeah. body was telling you something's up. Yeah, something was wrong. And I remember still doing gym and stuff normally, but I just couldn't like properly get it into full extension at the time. Yeah, which is, what, again, which is why the lack of swelling and the lack of symptoms was so getting those scan results it was very shock for for me mm. let alone I don't can imagine how you yep. felt in that moment and Lisa like the doctor she just felt so bad that she didn't diagnose it and I was like it's not your fault no one no one even knew like you can't be like you couldn't be sure and nah. like everyone would have dealt with that situation in different contexts but you had no other symptoms and nah, it, it was wasn't so even weird. like it's it was quite quite bizarre but um 
we can only say like we can make guesses on mm. why it didn't happen or I mean you're very dedicated in the gym perspective and physically strong and you're looking after taking care of your body and then the rest is the lack of swelling and the lack of mm. pain and symptoms yeah I remember just even like a training we'd strapped it up and felt kind of confident and I'd yeah, I jumped like- up for marks <laughs> and like I actually remember changing direction and kind of like like running around someone as well and mm-hmm. taking a kick and I was like, like and then sometimes I'd feel like shit I was yeah. like, what is going on yeah um except from the confusion and the like kind of what just happened how how were you feeling in that moment knowing that this was going to be a long-term injury at least looking at like your, your nine to 12 months before you're going to get into mm. any tr- like your training what was kind of going yeah, I guess I didn't know the full extent until I got into it um yeah. I think at initially I was quite nervous for surgery so that was my first surgery ever yeah and I feel like that's quite an invasive or big surgery to have um to go to start with um not that I hope I get any more knock on wood but um yeah I, I think like initially I was quite shocked when Lisa told me and then I remember my housemate Zoe was home and she heard me on the phone as well and I was like I just like kind of like called her out from her room and I was like Zoe and I just like broke down and mm. I was like oh I've done my ACL um yeah and then I remember that later that day I also had a six principal so that was my first internship like a seminar but it was mm. like a practical at the oval and I just went there as well and I was like I kind of just need to take my mind off mind off it for a little bit um, um yeah I was in, I was probably just in a lot of shock for a few weeks mm. until I had this oh, a week until I had the surgery yeah yeah I reckon it was a week yeah it was about a week that I saw you um, I just gave you a big hug. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> and then you, oh, we're going to spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when the news broke to the girls as well, sitting in the change rooms and, um, our head of, uh, head of AFLW like broke the news, but she came in. I was just sitting there and I was just waiting for her to like kind of gather the troops and get everyone in. Um, and then I was sitting there and she, yeah, told everyone and everyone was just like so shocked. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like. I don't even believe it. I st- like, I didn't believe it. It's hard to believe it with what you yeah. were physically doing. And, I mean, we went to the surgeon. We were, we were contemplating as well, like, do I play with no ACL? Because I was able to train with no ACL. Um, but we thought, like, long-term, it's best to get it operated on and so that I don't do anything else to my knee, like a meniscus or something as well. Yeah, yeah. the risk, like, you're mm. so young. Yeah. Um, from that standpoint, you would want to just get it done and then get – get the show back on the yeah, road exactly long-term approach than a short term mm. i mean and i would have been having surgery after the season or something and then mm. having two modified seasons so i thought let's scrap one season and go to the next kind of thing exactly right yeah um and then yeah so talk us through the your rehab experience at them like as a whole mm. what did you what have you learned from it um said yesterday on the podcast i reckon i've I didn't realise that you could lose so much muscle mass and strength and how long that Crazy. takes to build back. Um, my muscle mass is still not the same and I'm, I, I'm coming up to, I think I'm eight months today. Mm. Um, yeah, it just like, that just took so long and now I fully understand have you what... Watched this, have you watched an online surgery of an ACL construction? Uh, I've seen footage of my own ACL being... Oh, there you go. That's uh, even cooler. seen the drilling and the <laughs> yeah. those things they use in there. Ugh. But now I can watch it and I'm kind of fine about it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'd love to kind of like sit in the room and watch one from, pretty cool. from the corner. We um, go together. Don't know how <laughs> I would go with like seeing the inside of someone's knee, but anyway, yeah. I would love to see that. Um, but no, I think 
I, I fully understand now what other people are going through. I mean, mine has probably been a little smoother than maybe normal. Um, but Everyone's I mean, different. Yeah. Every knee is different. Every no, person yeah. is different. Although, like, we kind of started changing direction a little bit later just because my right leg is so much stronger. You got a big I'm quad. I'm so strong, yeah. Yeah, I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, for context, so I've – we've I'm doing Annie's – Knee and her Arnie's rehabbing. my nickname, by the way. Arnie is yes. So if you hear Arnie around the gym, and why is your? This is one of the questions later. Tell the people why your nickname is Arnie. I don't know who named <laughs> like a, someone at the Saints <laughs> gave me Arnie. You like don't Arnold remember who it was? No, I don't know. Just for being strong. Just for being strong. What was your pre? What a cu- couple of your pre um, injury, actually, and during rehab PBs on some of your strength lifts. Lifts. Um, I know you've got these written down. I don't. I actually don't. But I'm trying to think. Um, trap bar would be, I think it was 167 and a half. Jesus. Two. <laughs> uh, bench press. I know. Sorry. 77 and a half for one. Um, what's the other major lift? Yeah, that's probably we we hadn't done much barn. squatting. Um, no, in the I remember past. only doing like box squats for maybe like a hundred and twenty. Just for a for casual hundred and twenty, maybe, but <laughs> it's still a box. Still, yeah, s- still sneak very strong. Yeah. Um, I even remember this on it was would have been on my podcast ages ago, and Mitch asked one of my questions was I I who's the strongest yeah. um, athlete? And I was like, oh, Renee, <laughs> and it was just how we did. We just recently did two RM trap bar. And you hit that, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Very. That's what I mean. Closet strong. I didn't really know I was that strong until. And how many chin? How many pull ups? What's your pull up PB? Uh, I think overhand is maybe thirteen. Just a casual yeah. thirteen. <laughs> probably not now, but yeah. Oh, it's probably very close. Mm. Still very impressive, but um, that's why Arnie's nickname is Arnie. <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I, I go between Arnie, Arns, Renee, Nay. People are like, why is it Arnie Arns? Like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Um, but there Too you many. go, everyone. So if you hear it, start calling her Arnie. That's her nickname as well as Rook. Cool. Cool. Love it. <laughs> um, sure. We've gone off track. We were talking You rehab. were talking about my rehab and the difference between my limbs. How did we get off track so Arnie. far? Because yeah. we were talking about how strong I was beforehand and that's why True. it's taken me so long to... Thank you. Yes. Um, so, Renee, and we have four context in the in the rehab space. We very much go an outcome-based approach rather than a time-based approach. And what we mean in that sense is using our outcome measures to dictate what you're capable of doing, which, um, again, is conversations that we have. <laughs> Renee's just having a sip. Next time, you know you can pull the mic away. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to make any more noise than I had to. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but from an outcome-based perspective, one of the tests we look at is a 90-degree quad um, or knee extension. Hey, Harves, we've got another podcast member. Um, a 90-degree quad test to isolate the quads as best as we can and because um Renee and her right side um is very strong so I think it was sitting at around 75 80 verse it was like 40 or 45 on the Mm. on the left side although both of them sit above average in that sense of where female populations are maybe around that 
30 to 40 kilograms at roughly, I think it was like five months time. Um, and sometimes people even lower, everyone's very different. But because the limb symmetry and the in, limb symmetry index or LSI was so different and varied, that was something we needed to consider because we don't want it to be compensating and having compensatory movements and not having that ability to absorb load, like dissipate load and control and eccentrically and all those to like the factors that that would have played. So we had to change volumes and we had to kind of change paths and kind of pivot in that sense, which is where everyone is so varied and different and went through, as we had an extended period of pre-season, went through an extended period of strength to help get help bring them closer and, and I mean I'm still doing more sets on my left than I am on my right as well it's just, so. it's just taking some time and yeah um we're getting there we'll test again soon but I think the last time we were sitting around that 75 percent so we're 70 yeah 70 75 um but yeah that's in that sense of why from the outcome based perspective Arns was held back in the sense of yes moving well but we had that extra time to work with and play with so really pushing your strength um as well as some other complications with your shins and mm. some problem solving and some we got an appointment this week for your yep. podiatry to see if that has anything and an injection or oh, a couple of them on thursday onto your shins yeah so mm. we've had a and you can kind of talk through the kind of hiccups and uh things that you had to overcome <laughs> And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be physical. You can talk around some of the mental aspects of it. What are the hiccups and the pivot? Like, what did you have to overcome during the rehab pro- like process? I think well, early days I was we were still we were yeah we were still playing. So um, I was around a lot of people then, which was good. And having everyone there all the time. Um, now it's sort of I'm on my own a little bit more. Whether that's me doing change of direction by myself or mm-hmm. in the gym by myself. Um, if I've got other things to do, that, they, so I kind of line my hours with like what the Saints girls are doing at the moment mm-hmm. um, from either being here or doing uni and stuff like that. Um, but I think, yeah. Um, how's it it's okay. Talking about, yes, yes. Um, but then also my shins have been giving me grief probably for a good, good five years or so. Um, had them back in the NAB league and that was kind of like shin splints and then went to calf tightness. Um, and then, yeah, now it's kind of just like the the muscle sheaths that's connected to the, the shin. So had them scanned a couple of months ago and the right one has a bit of a reaction in it compared to the left. Um, but we're going to inject both of them and hopefully, hopefully this fixes it. Mm, um, I mean, we've tried a lot of other things, orthotics and volume, volume modifications and... Your yeah. step count. Step count, yeah. <laughs> it's not looking good recently. That's, I think they've, because it's been such a factor, the actual rehab in the sense around your, if we consider your knee, as your flying in that sense, mm. the quad deficit, yes, but you've done so well and we've controlled all the controllables that we can, but it's now, there's always, again, the importance of treating you as a, like a human and an athlete rather than just your knee because mm. there's so many other factors that we need to consider. Um, but again, yeah, p- next one is to get an outsourced podiatrist and um, get an assessment and see if that's l- contributing to some of the loading that's happening through yeah. medial tib and anything in that sense. So very, I'm, ex- I'm excited to go and learn even yeah. from and see where this is at, which has been really fun as well for 
because you're exercise sports science, we've been able to kind of have those conversations around um, and been able to teach and kind mm. of. And I feel like I also have an understanding where I can say, hey, this doesn't look like r- look right in my program or can we try this or mm. should we do this or like, yeah, what about this and whatnot. Exactly. And it's always the conversations and it's like, yeah, sometimes, okay, having the freedom, what do you want in your upper session or what are the <laughs> extra things you want in your program? And, and then I love the fact of all your questions, why are we doing this jazz? Why are we doing that? Because then I get to keep practicing mm. and in that sense of being like, uh, like why we're actually doing it and be like, oh, actually – that is exactly why we're doing it. And then how do I say it out loud? So it's yep. been a fun process. And again, like the key thing, I know rehab is sucks and it's mm. crap, but you get to meet some pretty cool people and build some cool relationships in it. So, um, and yeah. now you're here, you're a coach. Yes. Rehab I remember you asking, you, I remember telling you at the start, <laughs> yeah, that I was going to be um, asking you why, why, why a lot. Um, Cause I also wanted to learn. I felt like it was a good opportunity to use, um, the rehab is a learning curve and learn about ACLs as well. Now I feel like I'm quite interested in them, in, in mm. them as well. Um, yeah, but then I've had more time to do other things. Although it's been up and down, like issues issues with the shins, but I felt like my knee's gone smoothly and I'm growing confidence in it, so mm. that's good. Um, so sometimes you can be a bit lonely, but that's, yeah. How, did you, how did you deal with some of the – because it's, it's completely normal in that sense, especially with it not being a full-time program. Typically you'd you'd have – love rehab coach in that sense mm. and we've had to do most of it like online yep. how have you kind of overcome some of that sense of being separated from the group in that sense how have you overcome some of that um probably asking you questions a lot of the time or like mm. hey jazz can you can you um clarify what this means or snapchat's great Snapchat and Instagram, I re- sending me all my videos and everything. I'll just get ten videos and then I just end up on a Facetime with Renee in the middle of the gym. It's great. It's probably happened like once. Come on, uh, <laughs> more like five or ten. No. Sometimes I'm at the start of my change direction. I'm like, hang on, um, or like, if I got this speed thing, like, am I, is I it love. a flyer? Is it a is it a full effort across this meterage or whatever? But um, yeah, I feel like just just tried to... Harvey, stop eating the mat. I'll get in trouble. Reach out to you <laughs> and clarify things and um, make sure I'm doing the right thing. I mean, I'm quite like dedicated and um, driven and stuff. So I find like like turning up to my sessions and stuff is not that hard. Mm. I mean, I've had a few sessions where they've been a bit of a slog and <laughs> things, aren't, things aren't feeling good or like, um, yeah, just feeling a bit down. But um, get through those and... The other ones feel better and then, yeah. And I feel like also um, having our new high-performance manager come in, she's invested a lot of time into us as well. Mm. So I feel like um, even yesterday I saw her there um, before I had to go on the Ultra G and whatnot and she looked at my change direction just from inside and said it looked good. So, um, yeah. Mm. It's lucky I feel like I have the exercise and sports science background so I can make rational decisions when I need to if someone is not there sort of thing. Yeah, the autonomy. And, like, I always will try and create – well, you got to have – that's the the reality is it's a part time program so we got to create mm. the autonomy around the rehab in the sense of you're not always going to have a coach which is why the education and the learning is so important but again it's not it's not easy um, especially having to watch everyone yeah. doing this I know you're in a little bit but especially when it's just the running and you're just doing hand like um, yeah. handballs and it's again I've never had a serious major injury where it stopped me so. Um, just that level of would be extremely tough which you've done a really good job and hopefully we're 
Well, we're now out of the we're out of the trenches. Where yeah, I feel like we're there. on the we're in the good part, starting yeah. to like do change in direction and actually move and feel good. So I love it. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, and what's what is the <laughs> sorry we've been just we've got we've got a Harvey that's still eating the a mat. terror. He's not a terror. I mean, he's, he's chewing the mat. That's he is chewing the mat. It's not normal thing. <laughs> not a normal thing to do. Um, all right. So now it is how many weeks until the season? Well, Roughly. if the AFL and the AFLPA decide on the CBA, we'd know, but we don't actually <laughs> know. <laughs> so roughly when is it starting? Season or pre-season? Pre-season, pre-season. Oh, roughly maybe five to six weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, and then um, the season likely to be in August. Don't know exactly, but we'll see. Hopefully they get their stuff together and they can organise mm-hmm. it. How are you feeling for it all? Excited. You're excited. Um, it should be good. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where I'm at in terms of like how much training and stuff I can do. Mm-hmm. That's probably a question for you. It is a question for me. Uh, we're going to do your testing again, yes. Arne. So first of all, let's – we've so Renee is getting her shins injected as well as we're going to have the podiatry, podiatrist assessment to see if we need to change up some of the footwear, yep. change up how some of our running biomechanics in that sense and – kind of look into the nitty-gritties around what is happening actually at the foot and the calf and how that's affecting running loads and volumes. So the definitely the key thing is working together in an integrated, holistic approach um, to help kind of, yes, the injections potentially is going to be a bit of a, in that sense, a, a, a Band-Aid for mm. that sense of helping with some of the initial symptoms and deloading from there and then it'll be a... a a, a build-up and test. Slow build-up. A slow build-up, yeah. So we're going to go with symptoms and, and I'll sit down with Ames, the the wonderful physio at Saints, um, and come up with a bit of a plan around that. Yep. Um, I feel like that'll put me up. back a little bit, but um, We all have hiccups. Okay. Yeah. Hiccups are okay in that sense. We're, like this is – the last thing we want is to – have further mm. stresses or in like we need to understand why in this yeah. in that sense and again from my perspective we don't always know why and we need to ask we need to ask for help and we need I'd to love to know why same I'm very curious it's been a few to years. learn <laughs> very curious to kind of understand and learn and see what has happened because again it's a more of a complex case mm. in that sense where we need other people to help and then it's the decision making so at the moment we don't have all the answers but we will get the answers for you and then kind of go from there. But there will be a period of deload and then reload mm. for you. More so from the um, dynamic uh, thinking, your pliers and your running volume yeah. and then building up. But we'll have that chat, I know. Lucky we've got well, – we've had a longer off-season than usual. Exactly. So we've just played to the mm. the, benef- like the ben- benefits of having a longer time yeah. and go from there. But Where do you think I'll be at for pre-season? I can't, I can't answer that, Arns. I think you're yeah, on the right track. Outcome based. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you know the drill. That's yeah. the sense. I can't give you specific uh, dates and times, mm. but all I can say is you're doing every single thing possible and we're going to understand what's happening, the deload period in the build-up and you're on track, like on stead, like you change your direction, where there, you're moving well confidently in some of those controlled um, skills, kicking, where, where we need to be. Yep. And the footy will just, once our outcomes are hit, our footy will just keep on without going into nerd zone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to bore everyone. <laughs> exactly. Apologise. Um, but, yeah, 
you're sitting nicely we just the key thing at the moment is one your quads getting mm. those symmetry back together as well as your understanding what's happening at the um the lower shank with your foot as well so that's the kind of the key things for you but keep your head up high you've done a fantastic job so Thank I'm you. very I'm very proud in the sense of all the work that you've done um thanks for being my rehab coach oh you're so welcome look at us here <laughs> um, I know um I it has been 51 minutes that's gone extremely quick we've done well we have done well I thought I was how are you feeling What's the heart rate? No, I feel like my heart rate's fine because um, I love how you know the drill. Yeah, I'm at 83. It was, I was just saying to Renee before, as this is the first podcast I have hosted, and I was saying to Georgia, who's just hidden there in the in the corner Hi, doing, some, doing some work. Slay. <laughs> um, oh, it's just gone up now that we've started talking about it. It's at, oh no, it's 70, I'm at 72. I'm at 76. I'm doing better than you. Hang on, it's going down. Hey, stop getting, we're getting competitive again. <laughs> <laughs> 78. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple of questions. We've answered a few of them. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for this. I this, act, this question actually is from me. And then, Georgia, have you got your question ready? You're going to text it to me? You've got to text me a question. Right, read yours. Um, I want to know what your protein ball recipe is. I saw them on your story the other day <laughs> and I was like, they look good. <laughs> oh, my phone's over there. Um, I think, oh, those are the peanut butter ones, right? Looks, yeah. So I'm like, a peanut butter fan. It's actually kind of hard to make. So you, you do it in the Nutribullet, but when you're blending it, like when I was blending it, the Nutribullet stopped because it's so like thick. Mm. I think there's, I can send it to you, but to reel it off. What, to the Virtus fam as well. So, I think there's Just a me. tablespoon or two of peanut butter. Yep, I'll be going um, towards the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I do my cooking, though, it's kind of like, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. Yeah, that looks right. That mm. tastes well. Um, and then I, th- I think it's like half a cup of oats. No, maybe a full cup and maybe half a cup of milk. Mm. Some choc chips you put in there after. Some uh, protein powder. So, I did like two scoops. I think I'm missing something. I don't know. Yeah. Did, nah. you put, did you put dates in or anything? No, nah, I have done another version that had the dates. Because um, I like dates, peanut butter, protein powder. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like it's quite hard to blend in the blend in like the in the Nutribullet though. It's a little bit difficult, but I did I did really like them. Okay. All right. I'll get the recipe. Um, and then George has just sent through. You can send it through. Uh, thank you. Because yep. I want to make them once I have time. I can in my send life you both of them. Yep. Thank you. And then we can, if anyone else wants it, let me know, and I'll send. It, it might through. be here. <laughs> all right georgia has a question for you what afl player would you model your game on oh um that's tough because like i don't know what position i like am best in so then not sure afl or afw Either. either um I don't know, maybe like a little nifty small forward or mm. someone that's got a bit of speed. Name them. I don't know. Name them. Oh, I don't know if I can give you one. I'm trying to think. but I wouldn't say I'm that agile as a cosy Piggott, but um, someone who's a little bit sneaky and has a bit of speed and, yeah, we'll come back some good ball skills. Come back to you on name. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad by me isn't it mm. 
Yeah. Um, the, one of the other questions was, do you miss living with Nacho and Norm and your mum? I knew Kate would have asked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit. Oh, that was, you paused on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see if she listens. Hello, Kate, if you're listening. And <laughs> Nacho and Norman. Out. Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> I lived with them for two, two and a bit, maybe two years. Yeah. So when I initially moved to Melbourne, uh, moved in with Kate um, and Nacho and Norman, that was really good. And then we Who were Nacho and Norm. Kate's two sausage dogs. Very cute. I so always cute. call Nacho Taco. <laughs> yeah. I always every time. Literally every time. He must have been named that. Yeah. No, they were great to live with and um Kate really taught me a lot and a bit of a mother figure, so yeah, it was nice. Mm. And who are you cuz you where do you live at the moment? You're in a close to the club? Yes, yeah, so I'm in like a share house arrangement, I guess you could say. Um living I would call them my friends now. Um, <laughs> three others in my house, so we're like five minutes from the football club in Bentley. Um, yeah, loving it. Very nice. All get along, so it's really nice. They all do different things. Um, Zoe's actually strength and conditioning coach. Um, Terry Lee does before and after school care, and Lorraine's a bit of a chemist scientist type thing. So. She does fancy stuff. Yeah. Fancy smart things. It's cool. <laughs> she well, sends us like pictures into the group. She's got all this gear on and like these masks and stuff. It's pretty cool. I love hearing about other other people's jobs. And yeah, jobs. I'm like that's so cool. Yeah, but she literally works in like a lab. So cool. Yeah, so smart. <laughs> um, and then we had, do you miss playing at South? Oh, someone asked that from home. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm going to show you who it was. What? I can show you who it was. Yeah, at the okay. end. Um, oh, I, like I, I definitely love my time there. Um, I was there for maybe a couple of years. So this is when um, th- there was a, kind of like a women's comp in Warnable and South came with the team. South came out with a team before Warnable did. So Warnable was like my home club. Mm. I went to South for a couple of years, and then Warnable was asking me like, "Come back," and I was like, mm, "Kind of like my time here at South." Mm. Um, no, everyone was great. I loved all the girls, and we all got along really well. And yeah, it was good. Yeah, nice. I got one more question. Yeah, for Hit you, me. and then. We'll wrap it up, but favourite hobbies, things to do? Good question. Um, I was actually kind of thinking about this last night because I was like, this could be a question. <laughs> I didn't tell. No. I did what um, Mitch did to me in the sense of <laughs> I didn't show Renee any of the questions. I asked for them, but you didn't give me any. No, because I knew that you would want them and I knew you would ask. So I didn't deliberately didn't. That's give just them me to trying you. to be like organised. I know, but I didn't want you to prepare and yeah, I didn't want you to course. be organised for this because I just um, wanted you to speak your mind. What do I do outside of uni and football and exercising? So apart from – like, I do enjoy exercising as well. Um, You're lifting. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy walking when I could do the steps, but not anymore. Not yet. You get there. Maybe eventually. you just got to – got to save time, save steps and yeah. volume for the other things at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Priorities. Um, other than that, um, recently started to try and keep working on some content for my coaching account – Instagram. What's it called? Give yourself At a shout Coach Salatus. Um, <laughs> Salatus is how you say it, by the way. <laughs> I also, your nickname Salatus. Yeah. Cheese and I'll crackers. I'll cop that one. Cheese and biscuits. Ham and cheese. <laughs> everything. Every ham and cheese. <laughs> everything. everything. Um, other hobbies. I mean, I don't know, apart from work and unions, football, watching football, mm. going to the football. Sport. Sport. Um, I've recently, well, for a while now, I've kind of read a book or a few pages before I fall asleep. Nice. It's not really a hobby. But I don't love it, but I, I still do it. Fair. I was going to say, reading is definitely one of my hobbies. Yeah. What no. book? 
Ah, uh, what's it called? <laughs> you can't have been reading that many. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I think know it's the called. Name. <laughs> oh god! I think she's gonna have to get back to everyone. Yeah. No, it's one that Beej recommended actually. Did she? Um, about leadership. Oh nice! I can't remember the like, title, but it's about leadership. Yeah, I think she might. St- oh, maybe she's still downstairs. Um, so it's been interesting. Like before that, I was reading one about sleep, so I kind of was intrigued by sleep and enjoy looking at sleep and my sleep numbers as well, keeping track. You are just like numbers. You, yeah, you just the numbers. You look at your. Actually, I found him recently, like for uni as well. We had to like do some data on Excel and stuff, and I'm like, they're like typing away and putting in equations. You're gonna do and my my assignment for me, sure. my data assignment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking over the corner, like this looks intense. I was like, you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I don't know. Just watching football. I mean, at the moment, if I had any actual spare time and stuff, I'd probably just be watching some Netflix or relaxing or cooking is probably another hobby, baby. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to ask, is cooking one? Because I cooking. see all your recipes that I need to steal. Mm. I need to do something more than... I didn't know I was like that able to cook, I guess, because I went to boarding school. I didn't have to defend for myself too much mm. with the cooking. But since moving out, I've learned to cook a few things and nothing extravagant, but it's You're still nice. now. Yeah. Adult things. Don't like being an adult too. It's <laughs> the money and I bought a lettuce the other day for four dollars. <gasps> I would have left it there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't look at how much it was gonna cost. That's like me when I get to the horrifying. counter and, and they're like one time I got like a iced coffee and a donut and it was probably like sixteen, eighteen dollars and I was like <gasps> tap. <laughs> well you can't say no. You get to that stage. I know, you're like, you can't uh, get up, you can't be one of tap. that. You can't be that person that you're like Oh, uh, I don't want the donut. I don't want any of it anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk out. But I yeah, I had so that when you walk in a store you've got to I don't know, you kinda of have to buy something. I, s- you, I mean yeah, you not in like a clothes store, but maybe in a bakery or something. If you walk in it's kinda of like Yeah, don't be that person. Yeah. No, no, I get you. But sixteen dollars. No, no, for like a nice like filled donut with like Nutella and stuff though. No, fair. It's probably worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you just like that sixteen dollars. Yeah, I was yeah. like Jesus. It's too much money for a donut and an iced coffee. But the iced coffees are, do start usually at like seven to six or seven dollars. But yeah, you, I've treat. seen your I've seen your shopping list and your numbers on how everything costs. I remember you showed me when I was complaining one day. I don't have numbers. I just I I do track what I spend in an app, and then I also okay. have a shopping list. Yep, I have a shopping, shopping list. list. Is very handy. I have a shopping list. Yeah, I no, I've to. seen yours. Yeah, but you've told me you've also budgeted money too. I do. Yeah. have that in common. I'm it's just organized. making fun of you because it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can also bounce it back at you. I know you can. We need to work on your banter. I know. I my banter tried to help. My banter's not good. Um, <laughs> obviously, my banter's <laughs> not great. But I remember you need. We need to work oh, on your no, banter. Oh no! Don't bring anything up, will you? No, I won't bring okay. anything up. I can't even remember anything. Yeah. All I know is there's been several times. It's too bad. I'm learning I'm off your poor banter skills on I'm what just, I shouldn't do. I'm just like such a literal person. If someone tells me like, I don't know, Renee, this guy is shoes. orange, I'll be like, You're oh, like, really? What? what do you mean you hate my shoes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just real literal and I take quite analytical and take everything quite seriously. So if someone says something, I'm like, oh, are you serious? And like, they're joking. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. You're spending time around the people here. Uh, ben like. was really bad. Oh, he gave it to me ben all the time. Hilarious. I didn't know how to give it back. Yeah, no, that was quite funny. I just <laughs> sat there watching because he used to do it to me. Well, I mean, probably still would and still did. But he found the best person to pick on, and that was me. It was you. you shouldn't have come to rehab. half the time. I would. <laughs> I wish. I know. Sorry. Nah, it's okay. Um, do you have anything else to say? Anything else you want to add? No. Say you have any other questions for me? 
no more questions from me. Anything else you want to say to the Virtus fam? What are you most excited about starting at Virtus? Um, staying here. Yeah, fair. Yeah, <laughs> staying here. Um, seeing everyone come back in and I get to stay here as well, so I get to see everyone more often, um, which will be really good. Um, I will maybe eventually take on some floor shifts, so mm-hmm. look out for that. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to go out to the schools and work with Tyler and Lockie and stuff and then just come in here and... Do you reckon you'll pick up some country slang from Tyler? What sort of country slang has he got? Just from? wait. Tyler throws <laughs> Tyler throws a couple of things. Just just randomly says it. You'll pick it up. You'll All right, realize. I'll look out for it. You you won't miss it. Believe me. You will. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in the corner right now. <laughs> um, you won't miss it. That's for sure. I'll look out for it. Anything else to add? Not really. All right. Let I've me enjoyed make sure my time. I'm glad. Let me make sure I press the right button. That one. Have a good day. (laughs) Bye.